You're listening to Just, stories about the people working to build thriving communities rooted in justice. I'm Jess Averhart, co-founder of Black Wall Street Homecoming. And I'm Rob Shields, executive director of the ReCity Network. All right, look, so here's why we're here. We're here to get proximate. We're here to listen. We're here to process. And we're here to help you process. But here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to be preachy because we don't have all the answers. And we will never make you feel like an outsider. Keeping with the theme of sharing, we always want to acknowledge the whole person. And that starts with our personal Personal check-in. Let's do it. (laughs) Hey, it's good to be back. I was just going to say, this is a lot of fun. It's like a switch. Like when we're on, like we're doing our thing. I know you've got, I can't wait for you to share what's going on at your house this morning. But like, we all have stuff going on. And then when we get on our podcast and we get kind of settled, it's like all the energy flows back and we're like a team again, which I love. So it's good to see you virtually. I'm sad I'm still not seeing you in real life, but it's good to see you on the little square. You look great. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You look great. How are you? How are you in real life? How's it going? Yeah, it's great. It's a great question. I feel like that is the question that is on the, the beginning of every Zoom call, right? That you've been yeah, on. I need for the last to reframe it. Yeah, like, or maybe do it in a different language. Yeah, it's a, I, I've, that's I've German. People trying to it. get creative with it. It's like, you know, describe, find a prop in the room that describes your emotions right now, right? <laughs> I, I don't, oh, oh, here we go. So I can actually do that. I, are you ready? Are you ready? Look. Look what I have here. I have disinfectant spray because I'm, I'm recording this from a ReCity conference room and we're practicing, uh, you know, safe cleaning practices here uh, to keep everybody from getting sick. Uh, okay. But very relevant for me because as I was preparing to, to launch season two, right, for you and I today, someone didn't tell my four-year-old, my preschooler, preschooler. she got really, really sick with a stomach bug an hour before I was, I was leaving the house. So... She's down for the count. I know nothing is sadder in the whole world that'll break your heart than watching a little four-year-old. She's got the eyes of Moana, which already is like, I can't, I don't know how, I don't know how to discipline you as a dad when. It's impossible. It's like kryptonite. It is. It's like, I don't know what, whatever you need when you're, when you're sick, it's like even more so. It's like, okay, I will, I will pull the moon down, whatever, whatever you need, you got it. So I think when I left her, she was watching Aladdin on the iPad and we're, we started virtual school yesterday. So it's like, man, Jess, I don't, when I think about the last time we, our listeners kind of caught up on how we're doing, you know, there's so much to download and we'll, we'll do that over the course of this season, right? We'll, we'll weave in yeah. updates on that front. But I feel like just mentally, you're kind of forced in this space where you have to just live day by day. You just have to survive. And there really isn't any long-term planning. And we virtual school, we have no idea what it's going to be like to be kindergarten and second grade teachers to our kids while my wife and I work. We don't know. And I think so many families are in that boat right now where they just don't know what life is going to be like and how they're going to make it through the day, even through today. And a lot of days over the past summer is is how that's how we felt. And it hasn't been a lot of light at the end of the tunnel. But at the same time, a lot to be thankful for. You know, Uh, I think you can, if you force yourself to it, you, you can kind of choose what attitude you show up to with every day. And there's a lot even going around outside of, you know, my personal life. There's a lot going on that you're wrestling with as a nation. I feel like we're doing a collective kind of reckoning on the issues that we've been talking about all last season. And yeah, no um, doubt. I think that even there too is an attitude decision. You know, are you going to show up and are you going to, almost like we were talking about earlier, 
are you going to kind of take a some good news only attitude uh, and you're just going to try to gloss over some of the hard truths that we're being confronted with? Are you going to try to tune out or are you going to lean in? And probably what does it look like to kind of do a good balance of both for your, our, our mental health where we're, you're not just pressing into hard things all the time, but you're practicing self-care and knowing this is going to need to be a marathon because you can't, you can't put those muscles in overdrive. And the injustices, like we talked about in the first episode of season one of this 400-year-old mm-hmm. tree, like mm-hmm. the injustices that have grown over 400 years aren't going to be pulled up with a sprinter's mentality. Yeah. They're going to be, it's going to take a merit. We're going to need to set a proper pace in this work. And I'm, I'm betting I'm not the only one that's listening to this conversation that is really tired right now for a whole lot of reasons, but maybe tired because they haven't worked this muscle and they've been maybe running at the wrong pace when it comes to uh, addressing injustice and what that looks like for them personally. And, and they're, they're needing to figure out, I've got to, I got to set a pace here that's healthy and sustainable. So I'm trying to figure out what that looks like for me. And I'm looking forward to having your help to do that and to be, bring our listeners along for that ride. So that's how I'm doing. How, how are you? Well, well, I mean, so much of my, how I'm feeling is wrapped up in what you shared. It's certainly Mm. been a roller coaster of a summer, so much unpredictable national sentiment, right, around race. And I feel like we've gained a lot of ground. And I think everybody's kind of holding their breath as to whether or not it's going to stick, if it's sticky. Mm. And if, to your point, people are fit for the marathon or if Mm. they need to do some more training exercises, right? Like what do they need to do to to really be able to make it to the finish line on this? Yeah, I think that's all really well said. You know, personally, you know, we're good. Our our household is good. Um, We're healthy now, but I did have a immediate family member who, you know, I would share with listeners, but it's theirs to share, right? Not mine, who did contract COVID. And that changes things, right? When you have it in your house. Yeah. Like, okay, let me, everything is like, it's like warfare. You're having, it's like your home is your enemy. And so you're just trying to make sure you stay and I'm fine and um, and I've tested negative several times. And my family member is also fine and had really mild symptoms. So we're all great. But it still is the unknown when you find out that it is actually affecting you personally. And you think then about everybody around you, you think about yourself. And you're trying to just keep people safe and in this unknown enemy, right? In your home. So it was a, it was a mentally, yeah, psychological warfare is what I was calling it. It's just yeah. like psychological against my couch and my table and my <laughs> knobs on my, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> so, you know, but that, and we, we made it through that and I'm grateful because I know that other families haven't had that same experience. And so I'm truly very, very grateful that we're good. Let's see what else is cooking. So many updates, you're right. But I think nationally, I'm sort of feeling, I don't know if you are, but I'm going to end up dating this podcast because of what I say next. But with the Democratic National Convention yesterday, mm-hmm. it feels like now there's a different, and this, is, this isn't a podcast around politics, but politics is an intersection around the work that we need to do around justice, social justice, and, and how it impacts race. I just feel generally that there's a new sense of energy across the country, politics not aside, but I think probably everybody's just feeling like that we're on the verge of something. If it's new or not, I mean, we're on the verge because the season is here, right? The, the, we're right around the corner from election season. 
or from election day. And I think, you know, we have to be ready to buckle up around that and do our part. So not to get too deep in all this, but I do think when we talk about social justice issues and when we talk about looking at systemic anything, much of that is bred into our policies. Oh, sure. Yeah. So now we have to, if we're about it, about it, right? If we're really about it, and you've been listening to us since the beginning, now is the time to actively think about where you stand on positions that affect the full community and determine how you're going to vote. And please just vote and bring somebody with you or inspire people to go. This really, really matters. So yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm so glad that you, you took it there because again, I, I was reviewing, I was th- reflecting back on our first season together the genesis and kind of the motivation for getting it started in the first place, I think is even ever more relevant today. When I think about why are we still doing this? Why, why, why this podcast still for a second season? You know, we talked about in the, in the first season starting this thing because our communities were fractured. This is pre COVID, right? Pre COVID last fall, 2019. If, can, if people can even remember back that far in life right now, right? We talked about how fractured our communities were, how polarized they were and how, how people were forming opinions about justice issues in silos. Mm-hmm. Flash forward nine months, COVID enters the scene in the spring and people are literally siloed, forced to silo and absorb you know, information on their phones only, not, not able to connect with people the same way and form opinions and, and get proximate the same way they used to be able to. And then you add the series of acts of racial injustice and death yep. and murder that have happened uh, since then, pinnacling with George Floyd, although there are so many other names that we're tired of naming, right? That are <laughs> so important to continue to name, right? Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor. I think all of that has only exacerbated the problem. And here we are now gearing up for a new chapter as a, as a country, as yeah. a society. Change is coming one way or the other, and we've got to still fight to find common ground, have difficult conversations about how we got here, but then shine a light on what's working and who is bridging the divide. Who, who are the bridge builders? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm excited to talk about this season. Yeah. Who are the bridge builders where we're not going to paint over the problem. We're not going to put rose colored glasses, but we are going to do this both and of lean into the problem, but do it through a solutions oriented lens where yeah. we talk about people who are serving the community, people who are solving problems, and I think that I think that you and I are, are, are a really interesting pair, as we always have been, right? When it comes to just the different spaces we occupy, right? Yeah. In that space, so I'd love I'd love for you to you know lean in and like tell our listeners why this still you got a lot going on. You're, you're wearing more hats than I got in my closet, right? Well, that's is that true. <laughs> it it is. It literally is true. I, I'm I usually only have like two or three hats in my life, and I know that you got at least half a dozen hats you wear. Yeah. So yeah. you could be doing a lot of things, Jess, and and you carve out time to have these conversations, catch our listeners up on like why this podcast for you personally, because I think you bring, no, I know the update on kind of the last five months of the new chapter for you, but catch our listeners up on why is this still relevant for you and kind of what lens are you bringing to these conversations? Oh yeah, you know, thank you. I, I yeah, so I do wear multiple hats, maybe not as many as you own, but I do wear multiple <laughs> hats. While we were on a hiatus here with Just, I launched a, a new business, a new company called Just and Co. So Just and Company, right? And 
this new idea and process around reinvention. And so I'm really focused right now on the the experience of transformational leadership and growth and development of humans, particularly women, but not exclusively, and thinking about how we well, reinvent ourselves, but the process by which we go through that. And Mm -hmm. I think that I'm most captivated all the time by people's individual personal experiences of their process. Mm -hmm. And I think that leads me into why I'm, I'm so anchored in just is that much of the origin story for us, and you laid it out really beautifully, is that, you know, this was an opportunity for us to walk alongside our community members, our friends, our family, our community, and the nation around experiencing and learning what justice was peripherally, but then also what it meant to you personally. Mm. How does it impact you as a human? And what does that mean for you? And how will you move? And I'm a big believer in being better today than you were tomorrow. I mean, we all, not all of us really rise to that challenge. And I think now more than ever, we're like kind of stuck and people aren't feeling better today than they are than they were the day before, which is what is causing people to get a little loopy because they like the growth. They like the extension of themselves. But this podcast, when you're listening to it and as we're doing it, I feel like we're actively participating in what we espouse our values to be, our values around justice, our values around community building, right? Our values around faith and thinking about what that all really means. And then this podcast isn't for me because I am very busy and so are you. I mean, you have the four kids, right? I have a teenager, but it is an active extension of this work. And that's my personal, why this podcast, why season two, right? It matters to me, it matters to you. And and I'm hopeful that our listeners are gaining something from it. And that's really the point, right? That's really the point. So um, I think, I mean, we, we, I think we joked about this. I can't remember whether it was online or offline, but, oh, it was when we were, we were actually guests on a, another podcast uh, here locally, kind of when we were on break. But this idea that it's so interesting that, you know, I'm, I'm running an organization called ReCity. You're, you've laid out something called the Reinvention Roadmap. It's like we, we both are in these re-spaces, right? This I love it. <laughs> new old restoration. Like, it's almost like we need to get those first two letters copyrighted or something. But good luck with that, friend. Yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think that's probably gonna happen. But I do think that that's a, it is the question, right? Of a lot of people are asking, maybe a lot for the first time, how do I reinvent myself as a person that is a part of these conversations and is a part of pushing towards more justice in my personal spheres and in being a part of helping pursue more just communities where I live. How do we reinvent ourselves individually and collectively? And I think that you're in that space in a lot of different areas, but I think narrowing it down to justice, that's how we're going to, we're going to apply that here to this conversation. And that's going to set the tone for this whole season of what does that reinvention process look like? Because we need to reimagine a different story for our communities. Um, Mm -hmm. And we need to expand that imagination so that, it includes justice applied to more people than it currently does. Yeah. Because right now, not everyone has the same shot at thriving, right? Right. Uh, We're embedded with this whole idea of meritocracy and pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Uh, Hopefully we've made enough of a case in season one where people understand that fundamentally, you can believe that America has a lot of good things about it. I do also, but also know that we got a lot of flaws and everyone does not have an equal shot at experiencing justice. People are being pushed to the margins and 
we need to talk about it and we need to shine a light on the people that are taking up their cause to really see that, to build more just communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Since we are starting our next season, it might just be a good level set to talk about what we, how we think about justice and what it means. Yeah. Uh, what it is so that our listeners in season one can go back and make good references, but also can be launched into season two grounded in, in our theory of justice. I'd love to do that. And I think that is the question, right? Because I think if you, as you navigate this space, no matter how long you've been doing it for, I think what you come to realize is that people have different definitions of justice that serve as the framework for their work. You're entering into every conversation and every action you take to pursue justice. You kind of have to define the term because a lot of people define it differently. And I think back in season one, we talked about this duality of justice as both being punitive. You know, some people, when they think justice, they think the criminal justice system. They think the the negative side of you do something wrong, justice is you get punished for that wrongdoing. And we know that system has a a whole lot of flaws, right? And is not perfect at all because that it, it gets misappropriated all the time which is why we're such big fans of Brian Stevenson on this podcast Mm -hmm. and the work that he does to work in that space. ReCity's work has me more in the restorative side of justice, which is kind of not the criminal justice system, but really the the more positive side, which is the uplifting, kind of the positive action of uplifting the marginalized and the oppressed, right? People who are Mm -hmm. victims of injustice. How do we create the conditions where they can really thrive and they can experience justice like those that already do? And I think there, justice is way more nuanced than just that because there are so many other pieces to it that I, I look forward to unpacking into this podcast. But I think, Jess, the question that we all have to answer for ourselves is underneath the layers of how we define justice is answering the question, what are humans for? Which I know is kind of a deep question, right? It's, it's a deep question. What, are, mm-hmm. what is our purpose? What, what are mm-hmm. humans? Because how you answer that question is going to, you're going to carry that into how you mm-hmm. pursue justice and like what truth claims you make on what people deserve. What people deserve is going to be answered differently based on what you think a human is for. <laughs> and there's, for me and you, I know that we, we bring a faith lens to how we answer that question. I know some of our listeners do as well. Some don't. But I think, I think you, regardless of where you land on the faith spectrum, right, on the political spectrum, we have to answer that question of what, what, what is humanity for? What are, what are humans for in how we wrestle with defining justice? And for me, I'm just, I'm leaning in to try to fully integrate my faith, all of who I am into pursuing justice for my neighbor and for my community. And I, I want to pursue a, a more complete and more holistic version of justice so that I'm, I'm not pursuing something that, that has holes in it, right? that my mm. vision really is complete. And what I'm wanting for my neighbor is the best possible solution that leads to their thriving and to their, them living full and complete lives. I love it. That's great. I love that. What is the, you didn't say purpose, but what do you believe humans are on this planet for? Yeah. Sort of what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. That's a good thought exercise. Cause we don't That's often right. take it there, right? Usually yeah. we kind of keep it on the surface, but like it's all informed by how we answer that question. And I think that we've got a level that's what I loved about Dorian last season, right? Dorian Burton exactly. of Keenan. If you haven't listened to that episode, philanthropy exists because justice does not. Whew. You know, yeah. press pause, go, go listen, go press pause on us. Go listen to Dorian, come back because he modeled it so well of just, we've got to bring our full selves to the conversation and we've got to be honest about where we agree and where we disagree because we can't just have things hanging out in the air that are unspoken. And I think that's what I love about this podcast with you is like, we, we don't leave things unspoken. We air out even things that of poten- points of potential conflict. 
because yeah. that's how we're going to get find the common ground and, and link arms to be able to build the trust to to really pursue justice because it, it does require hard conversations along the way. And that's what I love about our conversation. We never steer away from that. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. Well, I hope our listeners are ready to sort of sit with us in the next many episodes as we think about our bridge builders. We think about terms like restorative justice, right? We think about how to make things right. We think about equity and we play out the possibilities, right? And the potential of ourselves and our communities in the making things right and in the taking the path sort of of resistance and really shining a light on what what our country, what our families, what our block could look like if we put these things in action. And so, listen, those are big goals. That's a big vision. That seems like, oh, okay, Jess. But right, like, isn't that the idea is that we're actively working towards that? And then you figure out what your highest and best use is in being a participant in this work around finding justice. Everybody still has their show up moment, right? Like you coined Everybody it Everybody has season. their show up moment. It's going to look a lot different in season two, right? In the midst of a pandemic, how you show up is going to look different, how you get proximate, but there are ways still. And, and we, what we don't want to do is for people to feel powerless and hopeless that we can't see change happen and we can't build an advance when it comes to these issues because there, there is hope and there's reason to be hopeful. And I think we got to cling to that and we got to continue to have these honest conversations that are filled with hope against the backdrop of hope for change and for a better, better tomorrow. Right. So, yeah. Can I jump in? I know we're closing, but like, I think that's the pin right there. That's the sort of cornerstone of the season for our listeners is that this is a season of active participation. There we go actively involved, doing something, joining, stepping into this work, stepping into this idea of what you're learning, what it means to you. And that's the stuff we want to hear about. You know, what are you doing? How are you moving? What have you learned? That's what we're talking. We talk about building bridges and crossing chasms here. You know, that takes work. It takes, you burn calories. You're actually doing the work. So I think Rob and I are most excited about looking at season two as not so much as an informative, and it will be, but this is with you actively seeking change. There we there go. It there it is. Yeah. Pin it, right? Pin it. Put, pin, put it. pin it. Cornerstone it. <laughs> We're, I'm excited, right. Jess, to go on this journey with you. And uh, for our listeners, you're in for a real treat. We've got some really great people that we're going to be able to, to engage with this season. So buckle up. Glad you're along the ride with us and stay tuned for more until next time, right? Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to Just. In the spirit of sharing, if you like what you've heard, tell a friend about the show and give us a five-star rating and review. Many thanks to DJ P-Dog and producer Low Key for producing the music for our show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.